Homework can wait. The city can't. This is the Geek Confidential Podcast. wonderful time in Chicago. Got to see a whole bunch of sights and, and scenery, including where the Dark Knight um, movies were filmed, which was fun. But joining oh, yeah. me today, Dan Pierce, welcome. As the native Chicagoan of this cast, I need to call Luke out for putting ketchup, ketchup on, hot on a hot dog. So, I, what I was, so what was the place that you, well, before we get into that, I also want to welcome Mo Walker. Welcome, Mo. Hi, everybody. So, okay. <laughs> I put ketchup on everything, burgers, mac and cheese, hot dogs. I mean, if it's savory, more than likely ketchup can go on it in my world. And so I was in Chicago and I'm tweeting out about this stuff. And Dan goes, you better be at Portillo's. And I'm, we were literally going to get something to eat at that point. So I'm like, OK, I asked my buddies, Let's, is there a Portillo's close? He goes, yeah. So we pull in. I placed my order and this little old not old, but like in her 60s lady in a Portillo's outfit with the hat and the, the uh, all of a sudden I can't think of it. Uniform. The uniform, there we go, is taking my order. And I ordered a hot dog and I ordered a hot dog like I normally order it, which is mayo on the bun, mustard, ketchup and relish on the hot dog. And she gave me side eye. And I figured it was for the mayo. And no. so, so I tweeted this out, and Dan about has a coronary. Okay, there are certain things when you walk into a Portillo's that you cannot do. If if you're going to like an Applebee's and you order a hot dog, that's one thing, because then it's like, okay, this is a chain. No one knows my shame, but this is Portillo's. This is like the when you go to Chicago, this is the place people tell you to go to. And now my Chicago accent's coming out, and that's a whole other story. But needless to say, I am glad that you uh, managed to get to a Portillo's. It was a really good hot dog. I did not have the shake you recommended because even though I was on vacation, I was trying to eat healthy most of the time. That being said, I had deep dish dish uh, pizza at Giordano's, which was, oh, also, yeah. which was also very good. Mo, do you have a an opinion one way or another on apparently the extremely important use of ketchup one way or another. I love using ketchup. And personally, I, I don't see what all the fusses about using ketchup on a hot dog. I mean, thank you. It's, I also use barbecue sauce as well, but well, you lost me. You had it, me at ketchup, <laughs> but you lost me at barbecue sauce. It has more to do with trying to pull that off in Chicago where like, you're just not supposed to do that. But no, it, it's it, it's great to like your photos looked awesome uh, and got me homesick. I had a blast. If I had known you were for, like I hadn't real when I met Dan, he was a college student at Mizzou and yes. I lived in Lincoln, Nebraska and Huskers and Mizzou played each other. So in addition to the website or in addition to Daytime Confidential, we sort of had Big 12 football in common. 
This is true. His team kept beating me. But I didn't know that you were originally from Chicago. So when I'm in Chicago and then you tweet this, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Get to learn something new about Dan. Yeah, there you go. There is a lot to discuss today. We've got Wonder Woman. She's doing great at the box office. There's a whole bunch of news out of D23. There's television shows to cover. Spider-Man Homecoming, which I was able to get to. I wasn't able to go to it the weekend it came out because I was traveling. I finally watched that on Friday night. Just saying. Loved it. But before we get to that, Mo, the 13th Doctor has been announced, and it's a woman. How awesome is that? It is about damn time. I'll just leave it at that. I am I am so thrilled that the BBC is willing to do this after so many decades. And I truly believe that this was the game plan because this has purely been set up all throughout this these last couple of series of Doctor Who ever since we got Missy... Uh, the master revert, uh, changing into Missy, and then there was the other Gallifreyan who had previously played by Timothy Dalton returning as a black woman. So I'm, I'm really excited. I am familiar with the actress. Um, I'm familiar with the new Doctor Who showrunner. The two have worked well together in the past. I think this is going to be really good. I'm excited about seeing a woman in the role because I think that it's an opportunity to tell stories in a different way and make us pause and look at life through a different lens i'm really excited about that i'm a bit surprised though from the standpoint of i'm a bit of an anglophile i mean i wouldn't say i'm super but i watch a lot of british television and i enjoy a lot of british pop music so i'm a little bit of an anglophile and i have and i admit that i have not watched Broadchurch, which she's in partly because it's a crime drama and normally even though crime dramas are great they're, they tend to be low on my list of priority television to watch. So I haven't, and so I was going through her IMDb profile of the th roles she's been in, and I'm like, nope, 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 none of these. The only thing that I found that I might have watched her in, and I probably don't remember her in her role, was Cranston. And so I'm like, this, I'm going to have to go watch Broadchurch just to see what this new actress in the uh, is going to be like. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though I am a little bit concerned because some of the reaction on Twitter, there's been a lot of people who've been very excited about having a woman in the role. One of my favorite um, video clips that I saw on Twitter was a mother who posted a video of her daughter watching the trailer for the first time and how excited the girl got when she realized that it was a woman. It, it's a wonderful clip. I retweeted on my Twitter profile, twitter.com slash Luke underscore Kerr. And so I'm really excited to see that she's going, that young girls are going to have another representation. I put on Twitter, Wonder Woman is on track to be the biggest box office uh, movie of the summer. We get a 13th Doctor who is going to be a woman. This year, at least in pop culture, is turning out to be a great year for women, and I'm really looking forward to it. That being said... I sort of thought it was sad that she had to, like, Whitaker had to put out a statement, like, a statement where it goes, I want to tell the fans not to be scared by my gender. This is a really exciting time, and Doctor Who represents everything that ex that's exciting about change. The fact that an actress has to say this 
as part of the promotional information for or promotional reveal of her being taking over this iconic role is sad because it reflects the fact that we as a society, I mean, are not accepting of women in important roles a lot of times. Dan, what did you think of the news? I know you're not a really a big Doctor Who fan, but what did you think of the news that Jodie Whittaker is taking over um, as Doctor? I think it is a long time coming to see a female in the role. I haven't seen her in any other thing, and I, I, I've tried Doctor Who. It's not for me, but I am uh, very, wait, 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 very. Back up, back up for a second. Let me just ask, which Doctor was it? Uh, Eccleston, I believe. Okay, so Eccleston. Just out of curi- just like just saying, if you want to watch Doctor Who, Eccleston is probably not the best one to start at. If you're if you're like a completionist, it's good to watch with him. But what made him good was Rose, and Rose has better chemistry with Tennant. If I was going to recommend someone to start out who had tried Eccleston and was like, eh, I would say start with Tennant, watch through Smiths skip capaldi up to the christmas special um the return of dr mysterio and then watch through that that's just my personal recommendation but go on i I apologize oh no you're fine i tried it there were there were mannequins going after a lady and i just i didn't know what was going on so i i kind of stopped but um yeah no it was like i'm really excited for all of the the representation and stuff like that, because that stuff matters. And I'm just, I'm really excited for a lot of the friends that I have that are Dr. Who fans. And it, it it's a long time coming. And like, it's more of a sigh of relief that I'm, I'm understanding uh, that, you know, they've been clamoring. They've been waiting for this for years and years and years, and it's finally here. So let's, you know, this is a time to celebrate. Um, but at the same time, I I also don't know anything about her as an actress. Hopefully she does a good job. I'm not exactly sure because I, I, I haven't seen her in anything. So I don't I, I can't really speak on any of that. But yeah, I mean, I'm familiar again, mostly through Broad, Broad Church. Um, she's in Broad Church. It, it is a crime procedural. There have been three series of Broad Church, the final the third series is is currently airing on BBC America. What may b- draw you uh, into Broadchurch is the um, David Tennant is one of the co-stars of Broadchurch. You also have our friend Rip Hunter as well. He's on Broadchurch as well. He's he's been on uh, all three. That is one of the reasons why he left Legends of Tomorrow for a b- period of time with the Go Film Broadchurch. Can we just um, pause for a second of sure. how relieved I am that he is not the doctor? <laughs> he has his own. He is a captain in his own right. Thank in you. In his <laughs> own mind. Hey, he's getting his own giant story next season on Legends of Tomorrow. So I am. I am more than happy with him staying, and them picking a female doctor. Considering he eats the show alive. Um, before we go on to the next topic, though, I do just want to touch on one more thing about Doctor Who, because one of the things that I really enjoyed as I'm reading social media and the reactions to it, Alex Kingston was um, at an event. I don't remember the event, but they, there's a clip of her online finding out 
uh, that Jody is taking over the role, and she plays River Song, who is one of my favorite characters on in Doctor Who that spans all the Doctors, or the recent Doctors, I should say, not all of them, but the recent ones since Exelston. And it was so wonderful to see her reaction. I had hoped that she would one day become the Doctor, which might be a little bit weird considering she's the Doctor's wife, but uh, since her character's the Doctor's wife, but I'm, I'm happy, and I really can't wait to see how they deal with River Song and a female Doctor. That's just, that's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. Mo, any final thoughts on Doctor Who before we move on? I just hope that people give it a chance. I hope that people go into it with a very open mind. I, 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 I encourage people to do some research and, and view, if they can, uh, Broadchurch and some other things that Jodie Whittaker has been, been in prior to her taking over the role. And I also believe that you need to trust the new showrunner. His name's Chris Chibnall. He worked on, worked on Torchwood. He worked with Jodie Whittaker on Broadchurch. He's very familiar with the Doctor Who universe. I think it will be okay. And for the folks that are complaining on the internet, it will all be okay. Like, calm down, please. One thing to be excited about, though, is Wonder Woman, whose film is on track to be the um, biggest movie of the summer at the box office. She's closing in on Guardians of the Galaxy. Before this weekend, I think she was only $6 million behind Guardians of the Galaxy, and she's still playing in a lot of theaters. So that is fantastic news. Not only will Wonder Woman be the biggest movie of the summer, she, it's the best DC um, U movie that we've had, and it really opens up a world in which the future Wonder Woman movies will hopefully get even more latitude than they had with this one. I mean, they spent so many years working on it, but now that they have the formula right, we should be able to get something just as good in the future. Mo, what are your thoughts on how this has played out? And there's been some rumors about what could be coming down for the next Wonder Woman. What are your thoughts on those? Well, I mean, I've heard some of the rumors about the jumping ahead to the 80s and uh, Diana dealing with the Soviet Union and some even some weird hints about like possibly Steve Trevor returning. We'll see. Um, I'm I'm just really glad that uh, DC has a, hit, a solid hit on their hands, not only finance from a financial standpoint, but also a critical standpoint. I've I've been a Wonder Woman fan for very for a number, a long, a very long time across media properties. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe that this momentum will help, the momentum from Wonder Woman will help people get interested in Justice League when it comes this, uh, this late fall. And hopefully, you know, if they still have time and they're still reworking some things that Joss Whedon do, does capitalize on this and, you know, amp up the uh, prominence of Diana in the Justice League film. Dan? What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited. I I'm really like happy that DC has at least one good hero going for them. Um, they still need to get their house in order when it comes to the films and such. But this was one of the most promising um, attempts at a film that they've done in in years, probably since the Michael Keaton 90s Batman. Um, I mean, never have I, like, 
the Nolan films uh, didn't give off the same level of hope for the future that I, I feel as though Wonder Woman is giving off because there's just so much positivity surrounding her, like her as a character, uh, Gal Gadot, um, just uh, Patty Williams, all, basically anyone that was involved in the project. And it's so cool to see them, you know, throwing out all of these great ideas for uh, future films and really trying to expand and kind of educate more of the Wonder Woman uh, mythos because there's a lot about Wonder Woman that I I don't know. Like I I know Ares is like the the bad guy, but who are who's her other bad guys? You know, there's there's so much more that I would like to learn, and I can't wait to be able to do that with this uh, potential franchise. Dan, well, you know, you you can you need to call in Jamie to educate you on Wonder Woman's. Um... Uh, villains, because I mean, he's all about the cheetah, you know. If you listen to DC, I mean, he, he, but um, but seriously, it, you know, they, they're Cersei. Um, they you know, they they had Doctor Poison. There's so many Wonder Woman villains that they um could utilize. They, they, she even has a Lex Luthor type villainess as well. Her name's uh Doctor uh Doctor Kale, and um, so so there's a whole lot of Stuff that that, uh, that they can play around and utilize. So, so I think the sky's the limit for Wonder Woman in terms of like film villains. Dan, it's interesting that you should mention Michael Keaton because Michael Keaton played a very prominent role in the movie that we're going to discuss today, which is Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes, you got to see it before Mo or I did, just because we didn't watch till the second week. What did you think about? Uh, what's your quick take on Spider-Man: Homecoming? I absolutely love Spider-Man Homecoming. I I think this is like uh, Tom Holland is just such a great find and like his chemistry with everyone whether it was uh uh Lori Herrera, um Zendaya, or Zendaya um all of the the various actors and just getting to see so much of the comics just come to life and I shocker has always been uh, a, a favorite of mine. And so getting to see like early versions of him and then them building with shocker and vulture and like hinting at the possibility of scorpion. It's like, Oh my gosh, they're going for it. They're going for a sinister six. This is amazing. And they're building it organically just like Marvel always does instead of just forcing everything together all at the same time and then spreading it out like DC does. Um, but Needless to say, I really love the story. I love that it captured the social awkwardness of high school and the interpersonal relationships that are involved. I love Ned. Ned's a great character, and I think um, we we all need more friends like Ned, who can be like the guy in the, the van, uh, as he he would say. Uh, I would. I the thing about today is I would love to know as many hackers as people know seem to know in television and film. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like if, if 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 everybody in high school, grade school, and college knew as much about hacking as apparently everybody seems to know, we're screwed. Well, we we can't all have the jackal with us, but. <laughs> anyways like mo pointed out the other day like and i completely blanked on this that there is a sub connection because Lori herrera played destiny evans on one life delivery boot but 
And she was great in that, and she was fantastic here. Wait, um, that oh no, she was Destiny what... Evans too. <laughs> yeah, she was. Yeah, in the One Life to Live reboot on Hulu. Yeah, the and the, I knew she looked familiar, but I couldn't think of where it was. Okay, that makes total sense now. Total sense. Okay, thank you for reminding me. Not a problem. And Flash Thompson, I like. I was so skeptical that when they said they were going to go the academic route, but then he was perfect. He like that actor in particular, um, Tony, I, I'm going to butcher his, I can't remember his last name, but it starts with an S. Rever- uh, Reveroli. Reveroli. Thank you. Um, he was fantastic in dope and he was just as great in, in this film. And I just, I, I can't wait for more of him just needling Parker. And I hope the blonde that he was on a date with for the dance was Felicia Hardy because we need some Felicia Hardy. And, like, we need to be s- slowly setting up because they're doing the, the the black and silver film. So if she's Felicia Hardy, then Black Cat is not far off from but where... But haven't they said... Wasn't that the whole big kerfuffle about the fact that uh, the the Sony president Witten was trying to get the other films into the MC universe, and then Feige came along and shut that down. Yeah, something like that. Which which is kind of uh, it, it's gonna listen. Make if I was listen, if I were him, and seeing like the information coming out about Infinity War and the fact that they have spent the past decade building towards that with a master plan. If I had some executive from another um, studio coming in and then trying to like ride my coattails in on projects that I wasn't going to be providing a significant amount of input, I'd be shutting that stuff down too. Yeah, that's true. I like it. It's interesting how this film could be seen through a variety of lenses. Like it could be, guide spider-man out of the mcu just as much as it integrates spider-man into the mcu um just because so much of it feels outside of the marvel universe because it feels so fresh and new and innovative and we're seeing the effects of how the bigger wars and battles and stuff going on have affected younger generations but at the same time that in of itself makes it feel removed, which is such like a weird, cool juxtaposition. But I feel like I'm talking forever and I'm sure you guys have thoughts. So Mo, what did you think? Homecoming was such a very different Spider-Man film than anything we've gotten in the last like 15 years. I mean, I really came at it, came out of it thinking like this was a really good high school comedy film. First and foremost, you take all the the Spider-Man antics out of it. It was just a really good high school film. Now, second, when you add the Spider-Man antics back in, I think this really felt to me like Ultimate Spider-Man, the Marvel comic that Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley worked on um, at about they started they started working on it like 15 years ago. Holland has so much energy that I just absolutely absolutely loved it i loved all the little easter eggs that they had as dan dan had pointed out but one that dan didn't point out which i'm really excited about was my man glover oh yes yes uncle aaron 
is Uncle Aaron, a.k.a. The Prowler in the Ultimate, Ultimate Comics universe, who is also the, the uncle of Miles Morales' uncle. So, yes. you know, he, he even mentioned Miles Morales. He said, my nephew. So, maybe they, hopefully they're setting up for Miles Morales. We know that Sony has an animated Miles Morales film coming next year. So, who knows? Maybe those two, maybe those two projects are going to uh, intertwine. Overall, I, I, I just, I really enjoyed the film. I liked the fact that it was, like, how Ant-Man um, dealt with not, like, some cosmic or world spanning events it just was about like this little the, literally a little guy pulling off a heist in so many ways the spider-man film was just really about the little people as dan mentioned you know the kids the parents you know like the vulture literally was just a guy you know he was he was pushed out of work by the by big government and big corporations and he just decided you know to he just had to make a living any way he can, which was just stealing and reselling alien technology. So for me, I love this film. Tom Holland is the perfect Peter Parker for me. I hated Tobey Maguire. To me, he always what? seemed, I always thought that he seemed like <laughs> geriatric Spider-Man. It was, and uh, those movies just did not care for most of them. Doc Ock was really cool. But beyond that, mm. I object. Um, so <laughs> I co-sign with Dan on that one. I I, I like Tobey Maguire. I'm not gonna say they were perfect Spider-Man films, but I think that they were spider decent Spider-Man films for a twenty-something-year-old Peter Parker. Yes, and yes. I, I and, will... and I also I also would like to say that those films captured New York City better than any of the other films. Because as much as we appreciate the tax breaks that Marvel's getting for creating a soundstage in Georgia, they don't. It doesn't feel like New York. For me, I love Tom Holland. I was a Garfield fan. I liked him in the first movie, but the sec, the like the second movie, I didn't end up watching because of the fact that it just looked like a bloated CGI mess, and I didn't want to ruin my memory of Garfield in the first one because I did enjoy him in the role. But Tom Holland is perfect. Michael Keaton was good. I thought that he had some really good scenes. The the revelation at the end with being the father of um, Liz was a nice touch. It was sort of telegraphed. You sort of f figured it was coming, but I liked it. Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. I like her as Aunt May, but I really need to have them cut back on the hot aunt jokes or in the comments. Like she's she's such a great actress. Do we really have to go there? I loved uh, Peter Parker's um, interactions with Happy. It was very fun. The fact that at the end in the bathroom where he's he comes into the bathroom and he finds Happy waiting him there, and then you have someone who's in a stall and comes out and washes his hands as Happy's glaring to him. Little stuff like that made me smile. This movie got a lot of laughs in the theater from the audience that I was with, um, but one of the things that made me smile from the get-go was seeing Tyne Daly. I will watch her in anything. So for her to come up, pop up in a Spider-Man movie, I absolutely loved it. I love that Gwyneth Paltrow showed up as Pepper Potts. I can never have enough Pepper Potts. And it, w it also made me feel good because 
They had made it in the trailers and some of the other stuff. They had made it look like Tony might be sort of interested in Aunt May. And then we have Pepper Potts come up or show up. And it's like, Tony's where he needs to be, right with Pepper. And so that made me very happy. I enjoyed the CGI. I like the fact that it was a smaller story. I, I am a sucker for a teen story. So a lot of the criticism that people were saying about high school didn't bother me at all. That's what I think. That's why I think Tom Holland excelled so well is because they put him in a setting that allowed him to play young without him being a geriatric Spider-Man. And he embraced all of the high schoolishness and at the same time gave Peter a, an element of vulnerability because of him being a teen that you didn't really see it with, um, the other two Spider-Men. So I really enjoy that. Um, out of five, I would give this a solid four. Dan, what would you give it? Uh, I'm right there with you, uh, giving it a four. I I think we're very, very lucky that we have a year where it we have two high school-based superhero films that are just terrific with Power Rangers and Spider-Man, which, given their history together, it... it works out perfectly and the the film is just excellent i i was spoiled by the reveal uh as soon as i saw the last name i was like oh they're gonna pull this okay um because the last name is a giveaway because i already knew that adrian tombs is the name of the character for the vulture but um you only know that if you know the comics parts but needless to say film's great I I'm excited to see more from the MCU. I'm a little weary that like, Oh, that's right. We have to go back to Thor where the, the fantastical is happening. Whereas like the last, like I, I really enjoy this realistic break from the fantastical every now and then. And the defenders is going to provide a little bit more of that. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, no four to five is very, very good. Looking forward to Tom Holland. I hope he gets his wish and Toby yeah, Toby McGuire plays Uncle Ben. See, and that would fit because he's geriatric. Uh, Mo, what was your rating out of five? <laughs> I, I, I agree with you guys. I concur. A four, four out of five for this film. Did, and I failed to mention, and no one even no one else brought this up, is those great Chris Evan Captain America videos. Yes. Or like. I just, I, it just took me back and just thinking about how we used to do, how we used to see those videos and, they, and like Arnold Schwarzenegger would be promoting those physical fitness tests. And I'm like, it, it fits perfectly. Captain America would be promoting physical fitness during gym class. It was just, there's so many great Easter eggs. And I just, I just couldn't stop laughing. I can't stop laughing now when I think about the film because it was just I so enjoyable. <laughs> yeah but and um but and in terms of like the other cast of characters the supporting cast you know so many of those kids could have easily fit on riverdale you know it, it was just i just saw so many parallels to to the riverdale kids it wasn't even funny they were less emo in, in most cases so d23 happened a ton of news came out of it a lot of stuff about Infinity War came out, including the fact that Spider-Man was spotted. Um, 
there apparently is a trailer that has is not yet online, but if you were at D23, um, they showed it, and I'm going to just read a recap from Deadline um, for it, but it looks like a lot of fun. It says, the footage segued into a brand new scene from an Infinity War. We saw an unconscious Thor smash into the windscreen of the Guardians of the Galaxy ship wearing his Ragnarok grab. Mantis magically wakes him up and Thor shouts, who the hell are you guys? In another scene, we saw Loki with a Terrasect and he tip and his typically evil smile. Next, in New York, there were Peter Parker's arm hairs standing on end as he rode, uh, rode a school, bu- school bus. I, can't, I cannot talk today. Um, next in New York, there was Peter Parker's arms hair, arm hairs standing on end as he rode a school bus. We also spotted Spider-Man perching on what looked like a broken roller coaster and Thanos wearing the infinity gauntlet, punching poor Iron Man in the face. Dan, the stuff that is coming out about infinity war looks amazing. What are you most excited about? I I really liked um, there was another description of uh, Doctor Strange creating platforms for Peter Quill to like run up and attack Thanos. I I am so for that because both like Doctor Strange can get a little goofy. Peter is the definition of goof. Like this just fits so well and it's so great and it's finally what we wanted for so long. I'm just. I'm so ready for these interactions to start happening. And especially with all of the side characters, like um, just all of the guardians being thrown in there. Um, I, I'm really excited because they had um, the actor who plays Wong alongside and shooting everything with uh, for the film. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him get integrated more. I'm really excited for uh, the guardians to kind of, finally get their place uh more grounded in what we know as the mcu yeah exactly earth um and you know peter to kind of be like this is earth this is my place what you know what happened uh because i i think that'd be pretty funny um you know obviously seeing spider-man interact with all of this stuff after coming off of the high of homecoming it's just that that's going to be pretty great. But I I think I'm more excited for the marketing aspect going on right now because there's like everyone's anticipating this. This like everything is riding on this and they're just uh, once that trailer drops, it might challenge It's going to be nuts. It is going to break the internet. Yeah, it's gonna break the internet. This week alone, um, the the tops uh, the top watch YouTube video of all time got passed. Um, See you again by Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth took the top spot now, and the Avengers might take uh, like Avengers Infinity War might take that in like seventy two hours. We just don't know, and for that I am super excited. Um, so yeah, Mo. What did you love most about the news? I, you know, like like you guys said, I'm really excited just to see the culmination of these of these ten years of of filmmaking, and hopefully everything lives up 
to its expectations. I saw some pictures of what uh, Josh Brolin looks like now. I mean, even though I know like he's working on Deadpool too, and he his cable. is ripped. Ripped. Yeah, like I, I, I saw those photos of him and I did not recognize him at first. I was like, damn. So I can only imagine what his Thanos will look like, even though we know that his Thanos will be CGI. I'm I'm just super excited. The one thing that I do question and just kind of worry about just in terms of what we've been getting so far is is we haven't really been seeing a whole lot in terms of like the female characters. I mean, I did notice that on the stage, there weren't very many female characters on stage, at least in the photos that I saw. Maybe there was wider shots or something, but I did. It was like, boy, this is a sausage party. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure because I mean, I've heard rumors about Captain Marvel coming being in the film, which would make sense. I just hope that there are some more female characters. I mean, certainly I think Scarlet Witch is certainly capable of fighting alongside the other Avengers going up against Thanos and his army. In addition to Infinity War, there was a lot of other news that came out. Uh, we, there was Star Wars The Last Jedi um, news that we had fo- uh, posters come out for them. There wasn't a lot of Han Solo news to the point where USA Today uh, wrote an article with the headline, what's going on with Han Solo, and then they went and wrote an article about how it's really concerning that this pro- like spinoff prequel is like had no news at D23. Mo, I know you're a big fan of Star Wars. What was you, the biggest takeaway from you for you from D23? There's a lot of media properties going on. I mean, you heard about the 3D experience, the, the parks, the what's it and what's not. You know, there was just a lot of... I, I think it, it was just more about... For Star Wars, it was just more about promoting like uh, other ventures than necessarily about the films itself. But that's just my opinion. Um, but I, I was just kind of entranced by like several people were posting on Twitter about how why is everybody in red in those uh, Star Wars posters? those new ones that are released and some people are concerned that everyone's going over to the dark side. And I don't think that that's going to happen, but clearly there's something there's, I'm just curious about why did they thematically choose red to highlight all the, uh, the characters in the blood. poster blood, there will be blood. So, so we're in for a bloodbath. Is that what you, that would you think, Dan? I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. We haven't had a good bloodbath since episode three. Uh, and, and as long oh. as Jar Jar is included in the in the bloodbath and ends up dead, I'm good. Wait, <laughs> wait, you don't think Jar? What, Jar I hear, you know, there are the rumors about Jar Jar actually being the new <laughs> that new Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he's Snoke. Yeah. Oh, heaven yeah. help us. Uh, <laughs> uh, easy there, Catherine Chancellor. But needless to um. Yeah, so I'm really excited. I I think the parks are so cool. I think it's so cool that they just, like, your hotel room gives you clothes and, like, a storyline. And, like, that's really excessive. But, like, hey, if you're And I'm sure stuff, you're paying like, for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, sure. you're definitely paying for it. You're paying up the nose for it. And Disney's just going to cash in the Buku bucks. Just... Just because. Just because they can. It's great. Um, but, no, I'm really excited. The behind-the-scenes footage that we saw from The Last Jedi was excellent, and I'm pretty pumped. 
listening to uh, Mark Hamill talk about the the project and stuff, he's just he's so excited, and it's so refreshing to see like continued excitement after movie after movie after movie because so much of when the prequels were going on, it like it was just a little bit of a mixed bag. But then again, information ha- wouldn't necessarily travel as fast and you know emotions and sentiment kind of got lost in the in the minutiae but needless to say the this this film's gonna be great and i don't even think that there's a lot to worry about with han solo because even if they botch a han solo movie they still have like 12 other films to go like they're just killing time making like just printing money that that's kind of what the movie feels like anyways so it, it it's fine um but i am hoping that they do end up making a good movie anyways to lot to look forward to in the star wars one of the things that came out of d23 that i was not expecting to just be totally enraptured with was the trailer for a wrinkle in time I have not read the book, but I'm going to be reading the book because that trailer looked amazing. While we're on the topic of amazing trailers, while I was on vacation, the Black Panther trailer came out. Oh, my fracking God. I cannot wait for Black Panther. Mo, I cannot imagine what what your thoughts were on that. Because when I saw it, I was like, well, hot fracking damn. This is going to be awesome. What did, What are your thoughts on it? My thoughts were very similar, and I was like, you know, our boy for our boy Reggie for all Michael my B. children. Jordan. Yep. Yes, that's right. <laughs> he is thrown up. He is taking no names. I'm <laughs> 2000, 2008 can't get here. I was. A little surprised they didn't have a little bit more Black Panther at, at D23, but that's a different story. See, that was my uh, thing. Like, why wouldn't you release that at D23? Or maybe it's the fact that there was so much going to be at D23 that they wanted to make sure that it was, like, independently awesome on its own. Either way, the trailer and stills for Black Panther, I have not been this excited for a marvel movie since the first iron man and the first guardians of the galaxy which are my two favorite of the mc universe movies this black panther movie looks amazing just i was just having a conversation with uh uh with with a friend of mine and they were asking me about um black panther and i was telling them you know giving them a little of the backstory and i'm saying like this black panther movie it just feels like they're pulling so many of the good bits from the character's backstory that oh my god it's 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 just gonna be so amazing and, and I just can't wait I, that that's I'm just my mind is blown. <laughs> Dan, I I was on the floor. I was so like just so excited. So like I don't know a super ton about the Black Panther mythos. I don't know a lot about the characters. But watching that trailer, I was like, I want to learn every single thing about each of these people. And I tweeted this out uh, earlier this week, or last week, rather, when the when the trailer dropped. I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch a Michael B. Jordan movie without yelling at the screen, Reggie Montgomery! Oh my gosh! Uh, because I'm just like, it's so, like, 
It's so great to see him doing so well. And I loved his character. I, I loved Reggie back in the day, but I also I've loved him in so many different roles and stuff. And it's it's so nice to see him do well. And yeah, I first watched him on The Wire and then he came to All My Children and he did. He was so wonderful as Reggie. And they for the most part, he got really good storylines. There were some that were a little bit disappointing, but being on a soap, that's bound to happen. But since leaving All My Children and just seeing the trajectory of his career makes me so proud as a soap fan to Mm -hmm. see the success that he's having because he is literally becoming one of Hollywood's biggest go-to actors, and it's awesome that he's having that success. And I cannot wait for this movie. The cast is stellar. The cinematography looks amazing. The colors and the CGI, everything about it just pops. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, it, 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 it's for me, it reminds like my reaction to it was very much my reaction to the first Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxies when I first saw those, those trailers for different reasons, but still absolutely looking forward to this. Even even the stills that we've gotten, everyone is so pretty all the time. Yeah, it's amazing now and they, oh i was gonna say and they seamlessly fit in with beyonce too <laughs> <laughs> now if i would so here's the thing if i'm going to be fair in my criticisms what was what was the show that was really bad on um nbc a few years back was it revolution i think it started with an r about like a post technology world where the technology had yeah. all shut down yeah that was it yeah. that was revolution my, one of my biggest complaints about that show was the fact that you had all these people who didn't have wash machines and dryers and anything like that, but yet they had perfectly clean clothes. There was no dirt or grime anywhere to be found, at least in the first season, because I didn't watch it after that. And so if you're going to be doing all the combat that you're going to have in Black Panther, there better be some smudges some and dirt somewhere because it will take me out of it. It will just take me out of it. If I'm going to be fair in my criticisms, I just have to point that out. Hold on, hold on. It, hold on. Is this like a make a hair and makeup thing like, it like is. you usually do on it DC? It is. Okay. It is. When it comes to, like, listen, I can greatly appreciate science fiction and fantasy being beautiful and wonderful. But there better be some grime once in a while. And when every if, if the premise of your show is that you don't have electricity, you do not have technology, and yet everybody has brand new clothes from The Gap or Banana Republic and doesn't have a bit of grime on them, there's a problem. At least with, at least with Wakanda, you can base it on the premise that they are have such an advanced technological society that maybe they have self-cleaning clothes that keeps them that clean all the time. I, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I'm just saying. I, I I would like to point one great thing that they're doing out. We we know for a fact that Bucky Barnes is going to make an appearance, but they made a, like a conscious decision, and it's a great conscious decision, unlike what uh, Spider-Man did in terms of, you know, oh, look, it's Tony Stark. Um they're not featuring Bucky in any of the promotional material, and that's fantastic. Like, if he shows up, like, later on or toward the end, great. 
but he's not part of the story. This is a story about Wakanda. This is a story about a prince rising to become king and all of the stuff going on in Wakanda. And I, I'm so down for this. Ugh, it's going to be great. Dan, what are you yes. down for this summer on television? Well, I just finished up um, watching uh, Castlevania, which was a highly anticipated uh, animated series. It's about four episodes long, uh, made by Adi Shankar, who kickstarted it and got the rights uh, mid-Kickstarter and created this really elaborate show based on the video game series um, that's been going on for about 25, 30 years. It's It stars... Um, Basically, the the bad guy's Dracula, and Dracula's wife Lisa uh, was studying to be a doctor. Can went we back pause to her for a second? We have yeah. an awesome name like Dracula, and the wife's name is Lisa. Nothing against any <laughs> Lisas, but Dracula and Lisa are not what I go to in my head when I think Dracula. Just saying. Continue. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's like a woman of science, and they met because. Uh, Dracula is a scientist, and so she wanted to study to become a doctor so she can help her village, and then they ended up falling for each other, but she was like, hey, so I, I'm going to need you to live like a human for in order for us to be together. And he's like, fine, whatever, I'll do that. So then she goes back to her village and starts practicing medicine, and they burn her at the stake for being a witch because this is the 13th or 14th century, and that's just kind of what happens. And the church kind of runs as the government, and so it becomes Dracula versus the church. Like, Dracula is punishing the people of these towns and humanity as a whole, and there are there is a family, and we have only met one member of the family, but there's this family that fights vampires, fights uh, just all of these different creatures, Cyclopses, um, Frankenstein, like all of these different things. And we meet one um, one person from this family named uh, Trevor Wilmot. And Trevor teams up with a couple other people and they're going to fight all sorts of uh, bad guys to try and save humanity from Dracula. It's it weaves in and out this like super like the dialogue is really good. The characterization is flawless and it's only four episodes long and the episodes are 25 minutes. It they didn't think they were going to get as much as they did. And then people loved it. And so now it's been ordered for a second season and their the episode count is going to go up. And so I'm really excited uh, because the first season was very, very good and highly encourage you to check it out. Mo, what has you excited this summer? Well, I'm always excited when my Sci-Fi Fridays are back, my Killjoys. It's been my, really good. It rebounded. Yeah. It had a sophomore slump, but it's rebounded. <laughs> my Dark Matter. You know, again, they're, they're picking up. It, I mean, literally with Dark Matter, they literally are following along from season two they're dealing with the consequences of uh four going back and taking over zyron and i mean it it's so it's still very unpredictable there it from one episode to another you really cannot necessarily predict where things are going because they will lay the seeds for one plot um and then the next episode they won't even um follow through on that plot they will jump to something else i really 
really have been enjoying Dark Matter. I mean, it just seems that, that whatever whatever alchemy that they figured out in season two, they're still utilizing and executing in season three. The all all those all three of those shows was Killjoys, Dark Matter, Winona Earp. They they're, real, they're doing well. They're, they're doing well, and I like the way that they've all, especially Dark Matter, has really now kind of shifted from the males because that's when it was about when it first started to the females because the females always kicked ass on Dark Matter, and coupled that with Winona and Killjoys, you know, you you got a great trio, and I'm also enjoying uh, the final season of Orphan Black. I'm I'm glad that that we really are building to an an ending. Um, last night's episode, they brought back one of my favorite clones, Crystal. <laughs> Crystal is my girl. Love Crystal. Um, if you are a fan of Orphan Black, um, and you you really kind of got to do your homework uh, when you watch some of these episodes because there there are certain characters that are returning that you haven't seen in like two seasons, and and you know you've got to got to remember who uh, which character this is. Which is fine, you know, because Orphan Black is 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 like any other show with a, a dense mythology. You know, there there's so many twists and turns. But I really think that they're based on the trajectory they seem to be going in in these uh, first six seven episodes, they're going to stick the landing. And um, hopefully, um, the Emmys will remember Tatiana Maslany next year, um, and hopefully, she'll be up for an Emmy uh, Emmy nomination next year for for the final season of Orphan Black. I agree with you on Sci-Fi Fridays. It has been fantastic. I love that Killjoys has rebounded. It's doing so much better this season than it did last season. Dark Matter is is consistently strong. I it still boggles my mind that in the first season Killjoys was such the superior show, but yeah. in the second season Dark Matter flipped it, and Dark Matter is still stronger than Killjoys, but Killjoys is get almost back to near perfect season one not quite there yet but it is going a long way i admit i'm behind on orphan black we are i'm going to be catching up on that because we are going to do a special episode from for orphan black when the series wraps so i'm looking forward to that so i do have to catch up but there has been so much good television and tonight game of thrones returns on hbo now for everybody involved we record these. Um, we record daytime confidential and geek confidential on Sundays before I go to work, and I am three hours behind my co-hosts on, on the East Coast. So we will be a week behind on our Game of Thrones coverage. It's just how it is from a functional technical standpoint. So I apologize in advance, but I'm going to try and see who I can all get together for next week to discuss Game of Thrones. All that's important is Sansa rules. That's all that matters. Uh, as we wrap this up, do you guys have any final thoughts? Well, I, I do. My, my, I guess my final thought is, is Marvel Legacy. Um, all this talk of all these great things that are going on with uh, Marvel Studios, there's a whole lot of controversy going on at Marvel Comics. And, and I'm not talking about the stink that's coming from Secret Empire. Uh, Marvel Legacy is this new initiative in which Marvel wants plans to roll out in the fall. It, it, so loosely, uh, it's basically about renumbering the comics, and they quote unquote talk about returning to the legacy of the comics. But in fact, 
it's very the marketing has been very confusing. Legacy titles like the Fantastic Four are missing. A lot of people are just confused. And hopefully whatever magic or pixie dust that they have at Marvel Studios, they need to sprinkle some of that over that in Marvel Comics. And I don't get why Marvel Comics has all the problems that they do. I prefer DC, but I'm willing to give Marvel Comics a, like, I follow Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord. When um, Black Panther, World of Wakanda, I gave that a chance. Following Iceman and various other titles. The X-Men, I think I'm following Gold, not Blue. I, I have both the first issues, but... Um, I'm I'm always willing to give Marvel a chance when it comes to their series, but the characters there just aren't as many characters that I gravitate to in, in Marvel's universe. That being said, I feel like when I walk into a comic book store to pick up my comics, that Marvel is doesn't care anything about the actual stories it's telling, and all they care about is their five buck comic issues or their ten buck special issues that they can just get people to shell out for for some reason, and then they do stupid shit with. I'm not a Captain America fan, but there's a lot of people who weren't happy about that. Why would you engender that much bad publicity to tell a story that people aren't going to like? It just doesn't make sense. Dan, final thoughts. Final thoughts. A uh, lot going down in Arrowtown. Um, the Black Cana- the new Black Canary uh, costume debuted. Looks fantastic. Really, really excited to uh, see more Dinah this season. Um, Stephen Amell announced that Slade Wilson is here to stay. Uh, so that's going to be exciting. Um, and, uh, oh, there was one more thing. Oh yeah. Um, this week, uh, they talked about how on the flash, um, there's a possibility of them doing the DC rebirth story with the lightning storm, creating a gazillion speedsters in central city. I am so excited because I so called it, and I'm like, yes, yeah. okay. Okay, I'll so, give yeah. you that. I'll give you that. I totally will give you that. But yeah. after after what they did with Flashpoint and how that ended up being executed, do you really want them to mess with Rebirth? Um, no. Just asking. They don't necessarily have the characters to do exactly. Like, yeah, the the way things are currently set I up. Am, I applaud you on your predictive ability. You are the Madam Cleo of this podcast. <laughs> doom, darling, doom. Yeah, no, that's, 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 that's days of our lives. That's not Madam Cleo. Um, but no, no, I know, I know it's not Madam oh, okay. Cleo. I just, I, I was You're throwing just throwing out another okay. clairvoyant reference. I, I, I appreciate your predictive abilities but i do don't think i mean i have enjoyed rebirth immensely on the in dc comics i think i've bought most of the um first issues and have followed a number of the runs but the flashpoint's execution on television was not that great and i don't really want rebirth considering it's as recent as it is and is is been critically acclaimed in the comics and everybody has such a vivid memory I do not want the Flash to come along and screw it up on television. Yeah, That's yeah, just me. But I mean, okay, go ahead with your final thought. My oh bad. no, no, you're you're good. You're good. Um, I'm I'm very excited. Uh, Arrow, Flash, uh, weird things going on over in Supergirl though. They're uh, they recasted her mom, and they're bringing on the Lois Lane from um, Smallville. From Arrow, Smallville, right? yeah. 
which this is, this is a very very interesting choice. And also, they they recently did an interview being like, so what's the deal with Chris Wood this season? What, what's going on with Monel? And they're like, he'll be back. We'll see. See, I think that the speaking of predictive abilities, I know we've discussed this. I don't know if it was your prediction or something that I suggested, but I know I've read it places. Legion. Legion of superheroes. Yeah. Legion of superheroes. I think that come 2000 fall of 2018, I would not be surprised if we have a Legion of superheroes announcement. Just saying. First, they need a Legion of superheroes, a regular Legion of superheroes comic book. Then we can get to, Get to uh, there, there has never been they uh, source material has never been an issue. Oh no, no, no! I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that uh, me personally, I, I oh, just need a, okay. I need I need a new Legion of Superheroes ongoing series as a Legion fan for a number of decades. <laughs> okay, Dan, any final uh, anything else on Arrow before we wrap or the uh, Berlanti verse? Uh no, no, just excited for it to get back to happening i just can't wait for the defenders but until then game of thrones cannot wait we thank you for listening we'd encourage you to comment on this episode at geekconfidential.com follow us on twitter twitter.com slash gk confidential like us on facebook facebook.com slash gk confidential write us a review on itunes or i guess as it's now being called apple podcasts we greatly yes. appreciate it. Uh, we thank you for listening. Oh, wait, Dan, they can find you where on Twitter? Real Dan Pierce. Mo, where can they find you? Dr. Mo 77. Now, Dan, I would, before I give mine out, I'm going to just pause for a second because you tried to sneak it in this time. But since you missed it last time, was there anything else you wanted to say about Power Rangers? Uh, I'm really excited that Naomi Scott was just cast as Jasmine for the upcoming live-action Aladdin. That is going to be fantastic, and she is so good, and I'm very, I'm just, I'm over the moon. I figured you were going to come back with your, your DVD comic, considering you, you were like, I can't believe I forgot to make oh, yeah, the yeah, DVD! Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're, they're available, uh, DVD, Blu-ray, 4K, um, they got... <laughs> The, the each depending on where you buy it you'll get a different type of dvd uh or blu-ray they have different bonus features for different places there's there's like a comic at certain ones a, a storybook at a steel book at other ones and i'm just it, it, it's kind of a crazy strategy that they're going with um but hopefully it garners results because we really need a sequel and this might be the only way to get it there we go. I'm glad you had a chance to talk about Power Rangers because I'm like, if I get two tweets in a row about podcasts where you forgot to talk about your DVDs, that's going to be bad. <laughs> um, you can always find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Luke underscore Kerr. Uh, we thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Go, Bye. go, Power Rangers. <laughs>